Episode 195 of the White Cat Outdoors podcast, bringing you to the table while we talk about the outdoors. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode with us. This week, we have got all three of us back in studio for a change, and it's feeling good. We've got three episodes to release to you guys before hunting season really kicks off for us. So what we thought we'd do is interview each other on um, season goals, secrets to our success, that sort of thing. Um, we kind of do it a little lighthearted because, you know, as the season gets a little bit closer, we all talk and joke about how we take on a different persona. So we have uh, Tommy Cat, White, and Nikki Knox. So over the course of the next three weeks, we're going to interview those three gentlemen and get into their minds on their tactics, their goals, their secrets, and just kind of lay it all out for the season, and we'll see what happens. So first week, we've got Tommy Cat sitting down. And we just dive into the mind of Tommy Cat as we prepare for this upcoming season. So we hope you guys enjoy it. I'm going to quit rambling, and let's get tuned in to this week's episode. So I did the cardinal sin. I pull up my bow, and then I look dead at his antlers. I got out of the truck, and when I slammed the door, I heard gobbles all around me. Alaska, moose, spot and sock. That is the bucket list. I agree. Buddy, it's nice to be back. Um, I'm sure Tom told you that it was his fault that I wasn't here. So he, he actually true. did take credit. Good. I'm glad he did that. Um, but we're all back today. No Austin, but me, Nick, and Tom are He's here. He's been quite the regular lately. He has. I've been digging it. Hopefully everybody else is digging it. He's a heck of a guy. Really good hunter. By the time you guys are listening to this podcast, Austin will already have a full day's worth in the archery woods. Yeah, he's getting after it early. Oh, that's right. He's heading down to southern part of PA for early season. Yep. I never even knew they did that season. No, but now that I do know that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get in on that next year, for sure. Is it doe only or bucks? Oh no. Yeah, oh. Austin said you can shoot bucks. I haven't looked into it at all to see what, like, where that season is or two B. Two B is. And there's only like one chunk of game land in two B. It's like twelve hundred acres, but I feel like it gets pounded. Yeah, I bet. Being the only chunk of game land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be, could be pretty packed, but get you in the woods sooner. So. Yeah, you never know what could happen. Exactly. So what are we doing? So we've got three episodes to launch before season hits. Um. And then the Deer Camp Series starts up again. And there will be plenty of Deer Camp Series. We're not uh, missing a week. I don't think we did last year. Have we missed a week we since have we started it? Nope. No, and I think it's because we just have... We're pretty good hunters. Our friends Stone are good hunters. Killers. Everybody's getting after it. Um, but with three weeks left, uh, we're going to do some interviews on the three of us here. Um, 
and just kind of go over some goals, some strategies, that sort of thing, game plans, kind of get into the mind of uh, Tommy Cat, Whitey, and Nikki Knox, you know, feel like you almost take on a different person for hunting season. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. So, you know. A whole but, new persona. Yeah. Once yeah. you put the game face on. Mustache, and yeah. you're ready to go. Once no. I shave that chin music and it's just the stash, stone cold killer. Yeah. yeah. I'm not doing the mustache this mm. year, but. You must not want to buck that bad. No, see, I didn't kill a I missed a buck with my bow last year, and I had a mustache. So, what does that tell you? Let's just look at recent history of the three of us who's been consistently killing the most bucks. Me and you. Mm. I'd say me. I don't know. I think it's me and you. I got two last year. I did have a hiatus where I didn't shoot bucks for, I think, two seasons, two or maybe two. I don't know. And then Anyway, there's three of us here that are big buck killers and two of us have a mustache every year i don't know though i killed i definitely kill more bucks than nick and i'd say you and i are probably about tied you probably have me in bucks because you've been hunting longer i think if you compare we'll have he to, also hunts we'll more states tape. like north carolina definitely i, I helps did one you. time five times i mean one time <laughs> I've, only, I've only ever killed one buck down there oh really that was the last time mm. i went hmm so you can write that one right off. If you say so. I won't even count that one, but I still got more. We'll have to do a tally, kind of like a we will. We'll baseball to, card stat kind of thing. Yeah, we'll have to gather all of our bucks up and bring them, bring them together and have a little comparison. Okay. I feel like I have, in, in those terms, I think I have probably the best batting average. I don't know. Pretty close. Anyway, back to the meat and potatoes. <laughs> Tommy Cat, you are in the hot seat this week. Um, so, why don't you start a little bit? Tell us about yourself. How about it, it's? We're yeah, inter- you're interviewing me. Yeah, you got, ask the questions. I, I answer the questions. I know. I to start off. That was a dog shit question, Nick. Tell us about yourself. Everyone knows about Tom. No, yeah. Tom. People know about Tom. They don't know about Tommy Cat. He said himself. He takes on a different persona once the chin music comes off. This is true. And he did say that out loud. So, Tommy Cat, what, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What brings you to the episode? So, the night before archery season, I have this little ritual where I shave the beard, I leave the mustache, and I get good and drunk. And that really <laughs> kind of just preps me for the following, it probably, what, Three months, October, November, December. Mm-hmm. Into January. And into January of just hardcore nose to the grindstone. I would say 90% of the legal hunting days, I'm in the woods. Mm-hmm. I don't miss days very often. And it's a grind, but, you know, persistence is probably my biggest key to success. Mm-hmm. Being in the woods often. I think if you're in there, as much as you can be sooner or later, you're going to get lucky. And I think that's what a lot of my success boils down to is just being at the right spot at the right time. And you got to be in the wrong spot at the right time a lot before you're finally in, in the right spot at the mm, right it's time. It's kind of like playing the lottery. You know, you can't win if you don't play. Yeah. And, and there's the guys out there play. that tell you, oh, you just got to hunt the, 
high percentage days, no, I, I can't do it. I don't know. I don't have it well, in me. Even to... a low percentage day, there's still a percentage. Yeah. And you like to hunt too much to not hunt. Yeah. yeah. I can't be sitting at home during deer season not doing anything. Now, on when... the so let me ask you this, though. On those days that you know probably aren't the best um, days to hunt, are you steering away from maybe your primo locations? So I always try and pick a spot that gives me the best advantage and I don't really know I think it's a a bunch of bullshit you know the high percentage days low percentage days because like I said I hunt about 90 percent of the days and I see deer every freaking time Mm -hmm. I don't get that October lull where I'm not seeing anything I think that can be attributed to being mobile and moving to where you're seeing action yeah. Instead of sitting, you know, in the same deer stand so, for ninety yeah. percent of the year. Yeah. Truly I I don't feel like there are low percentage days. I mean, obviously there's days that are better than others. Mm-hmm. But I've killed bucks when it's seventy degrees. I know you have too. I've killed them when it's ten degrees. So I, I just think it's all about being in the right spot at the right time. Mm-hmm. So you don't really necessarily like reserve certain spots for certain times of the year you just well feel it out the day of the farm we hunt we kind of have like an unwritten rule that we stay away from we kind of hunt the outskirts of the farm where you're going in not creating too much ruckus and then as the season progresses on we move closer and closer and closer to the prime bedding areas Mm-hmm. We we don't go opening day and hunt right in the middle of the swamp. Yeah. Uh, we kind of stick to the perimeter food plots, uh, the hardwoods on the edge of bedding. And then as the season progresses, we get more aggressive. the noose a little bit. Yeah. Kind of hone in on them. Because mm-hmm. I, I like to hunt the whole season. I love the rut chase. Uh, I don't necessarily want to be done opening night, but if... That's why you hunt two states. Yeah. If a big buck is dumb enough to come out into a wide open food plot early October, well, you better believe I'm going to shoot him. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've I've had opportunities to shoot decent bucks opening day, but it would have to be an absolute slammer for me to punch my tag day one. Day one. I've actually passed up bucks on day one and then shot smaller bucks later in the season because mm-hmm. it's crunch time. I've done that too. <laughs> I've passed up bucks like during early archery season, then season kind of falls apart. You don't see anything later. And then come rifle season, I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to shoot the... It was definitely smaller than a lot of the bucks I've passed up. And people have said that to me. They're like, you were sending me Snapchats of these bucks that you weren't shooting in archery. And then you shoot that. I'm like, yeah, it's... Yeah, time came. It was it was the day. See, for me, like archery and rifle are two totally different standards. Yeah. Um, I really try to have um, the mentality of don't pass up on opening day what you would shoot on the last day. Yeah. In 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 reference to archery season, mm-hmm. once rifle season hits, it's a whole new realm. So I and I, and I feel like I do it. Um, where if I if I would shoot them on the last day of archery season, I'm not going to pass them on the first day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I usually try to set myself a goal 
at the beginning of the year, uh, especially now that I'm out of school and can have a lot more time to hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, I pretty much have like last year, I think my goal was 120 inch and I'm from judging off of the hoof. I'm pretty damn good with that. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I bet you I'm within an inch or two of 120. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's just kind of my theory. Mm-hmm. So but, speaking uh, of goals, Tom, Nick brought up goals. Do you have a specific goal or specific Tommy set Cat, of goals? Tommy Cat, by the way. Tommy Cat. Laid out for the season. What do you want to get accomplished going into the season? Just have a good time. So, well, yeah, obviously, I just <laughs> want to We're just going out there having a good time. Um, but I think I mentioned it on a podcast. I don't know if it was on a podcast or if we were just bullshitting. Uh, but an ex-girlfriend of mine... Her dad used to call me Tommy Three Cheese. Did did I mention that? Yeah, on the yeah. Podcast? I don't know if you mentioned it on the podcast, but I, I know we were talking about it the other day. I don't know if it was. I would love to see how this relates back to his goal. <laughs> but I'm gonna change that nickname to Three Buck Tommy. Oh man, I got my PA tag, a New York archery slash muzzleloader, and a New York gun tag. And I'm gonna fill them all with 115 inch or better bucks. That's the goal. Yeah, that's a good goal. That that's a a good goal, but achievable. Yeah, definitely achievable. So yeah, I like that. Three buck Tommy. You've been close. I've gotten two, many of times. Yeah, you and I have both done two several times. Last year was my first time doubling it. Up. Oh, it's a good feeling. It is. It is. You feel a very like good king shit. Yeah, I killed four deer last year, and it was it was a good feeling. I just knew what I was doing, it felt like. Yeah. So the big thing I got to get out of the way first is my PA buck. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that is probably the hardest one to get. Uh, I don't know. Hunting I feel like we have more opportunities at that 110 to 115 in New York than I do in PA right now. Really? I would 100% say the opposite for me, but... Our our farms just aren't producing like they typically do. Huh. Um, and then Tom and I's opportunities in New York have... We have plenty of deer that could mm-hmm. break 140. Yeah. So... I, I shouldn't say plenty. That sounds cocky. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Some. There's more than one. Yeah. Put it that way. So, yeah, that's that's the plan. That's the goal. Is that your only goal for the season? Uh, break, it, one, break in the new bow. I'm, I'm gonna do Obviously. that. I don't even. That's not even a goal. That's just that's gonna, gonna happen. happen. Yeah, that's an event that's about <laughs> <Yeah>. to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's a future event, a promise, if you will. Um, another thing that I've been trying to do is locate a target buck and specifically hunt and kill that deer. Mm-hmm. And I have a buck out at the farm that I know where he's bedding. I got daytime photos of him going to his bed and coming out right before dark. Mm -hmm. And I'm up in the air if I want to kill this deer or not. You're up in the air if you want to kill him right away or up in the air if you want to kill him, period? Kill him, period. It's it's one of them deer. He's probably right around the 115 mark, but... If he's the deer I'm thinking of, he's got potential to be something special if we let him go. He's an eight point. He's probably only 15 inches wide. Not much for brow tines, but he's really tall. Mm-hmm. 
just a tall, narrow. Is it the one with the splits? No. Okay. No, that one I would kill. Okay, that's second. what I was wondering, like, because that one's probably 115, 120, but with matching split G2s. Yeah. So it's, like, very hard to let go, but would mm-hmm. be really cool to see next year. Yeah. But no, you know the eight point I'm talking about. Yeah. I just yeah. wasn't sure which one you referred to. Yeah. I That other buck has been hanging out with that eight point, but my last card pull, they were not running together anymore. I mm-hmm. think, I don't know if the bachelor groups are starting to split up. Yeah, the rut is earlier this year, so. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> That's what they're saying. <laughs> so, next question. <laughs> Pass. Next question. Uh, tell me, Cat. Favorite time of archery season? Like time of day or time I was of year? Like early season rut. rut. Okay. I'm a big rut guy. I always try and take off work that second week in November. Last year, I was not fortunate enough. My uncle had a wedding down in Florida, and he claimed that second week in November to go down to the wedding. Can't blame him for that. So I took the first week in November off, and... You know, all these guys, they always tell you, oh, you know, Halloween's the best day. Halloween's the best day. You got to hunt early, end of October, first week in November. And I think those are absolutely wonderful times to be in the woods. That's when you're probably going to see your most bucks and your most chasing. But in past the most pictures I have gotten of mature bucks on their feet in daylight is the second week in November, like November 7th to the 14th is when I get most of my daylight mature buck pictures. Um, the end of October, early November, I'm getting just a shit ton of, you know, your 15, 16 inch wide eight points, just the two and a half year olds. But I really think my, in my past, that second week in November is when the big boys are up and moving, the mature ones, if you will. Gotcha. Next question? Yeah. Like, do you have a question form lined up? or? Uh, no, I didn't have one lined up. I was so intently listening, I didn't oh. think of the next question. We'll look at your list. Oh. Right. So, so while you think of another one, um, I've got another question for Tom. Um, Tommy Cat, sorry. Idiot. Is there a key piece of equipment in your backpack that you attribute to your success? My release. Your release. That's a solid answer. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, my release is very important. Um, kind of feel naked without it. I've, I've walked into the woods and forgot my release in the truck, and I've actually walked back to the truck to get mm-hmm. it because I, I don't – it is something I probably should do is learn how to shoot fingers in the event that I do forget my release. Mm-hmm. I just don't forget the release. Because I started a couple of years ago, I wear my release from the truck all the way to the stand. That's what I always So now do. I know right away, like part of putting my boots on. Is putting is, your release on. Yeah, which I've also started walking in my sneaks. So I've, I've not put on my mud boots before and hunted and like, I, I've done it and like, hey dudes, I've climbed stands and I'm like, you're an idiot. As soon as I like go to step on the stick the first time, I, I is when I realize it. Mm-hmm. But um, but no. In a serious note, um, my favorite piece of hunting equipment 
that I carry with me religiously is my grunt tube and my rattle bag. I'm come rut. I'm a big, big guy on calling. Mm-hmm. I've called in and shot multiple bucks and uh, I just makes for a good time in the woods. Yeah. And if you're bored, you just break out that grunt tube and start ripping. It on makes it. you feel like you're right in the thick of the action. Yeah. But my last archery buck, I grunted him in. I've snort wheezed him in before. Um, and I've grunted and called in multiple bucks that I haven't shot. But I, I think a lot of my success, most of my success in archery comes during the rut. And I think a lot of it comes to vocalizing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So my next question, are you? do you plan on trying anything new this year? Is there any new tactics that you want to put to the test or try something that you've never done before? Yes. And this new stand I hung uh, really gave me this idea. I have never really hunted the bedding. Mm-hmm. I've always been a food or a transition from food to bedding, you know, outskirts of bedding, but I've never gotten in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hunting the bedroom. I've always hunted the kitchen or the hallway. And this year I'm, I'm going to try hunting the bedroom. But I'm going to save it until the rut, and I'm going to be very vocal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I got my buck last year. Pretty, I mean, I was seventy yards from where it was bedded. So like it's, in the hallway. That's that's not far. If you think <laughs> trying to ha- hang a stand, you know, in the afternoon, inside a hundred yards from a buck. Yeah, that's why I got this preset hung. Yeah, that will help. I hope it works for you. It does make for a lot more fun hunt. It, I mean, it's it's easier to screw up a hunt when you hunt in really close like that, but it makes for a lot of fun. Yeah, it can, it can be a very eventful hunt. Yeah. Um, I'm going to switch gears on you a little bit here. Favorite uh, tree stand snack? for you're, you're a big rut guy. I know you do a lot of all-day sits, and I know you don't go in there without an empty lunch pail. No, absolutely not. So uh, favorite tree stand snacks to keep you going all day? Uh I'm big on the Gatorade. You gotta have Gatorade what with color? me. I'm a purple. I don't know what flavor, but purple. Well, you a, asked what I color? Asked what purple. Color. I love. No purple one knows Gatorade. Gatorade flavors. They know colors. Yeah, purple. except like cool blue and like the lemon di- lime. The different blues. Everyone knows that because there's a good blue and there's a bad blue. The only flavor is purple. Yeah. And I so I usually pack one of them big babies, like the thirty two thirty two ounces. And then a couple waters. I like to have a banana, an apple, a sandwich, and then something to, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Satisfy the sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love an oatmeal cream pie. Those are good. Oh god, I, double I could, decker. Or? Oh yeah, I could eat a whole box of them. Me too. The whole twenty-four you, pack. <laughs> he used to keep a box of cream pies in the S10 at all times. <laughs> They like any time, like Tom and I'd be going anywhere we went, any snow plowing we'd do, Morning he'd get in, pie. fire it up, he'd reach back, he'd hear some rustling of wrappers, and then out came a cream pie. <laughs> yeah. I like to have those uh, Snickers bars, uh, granola bars, uh, Cliff bars. <laughs> All of so the how much bars. hunting do you do, Tom? <laughs> you, you can't. Candy bars. You can't hunt on an empty stomach. And that's why. 
when I go hunting, I'll give you my routine, okay? This is something I don't share with a lot of people. But if I want to leave my house at 5 o'clock, I'll get up at 3.30. I'll get up, brew myself a cup of coffee. I'll drink that coffee, get the system going, you know, work up a turd. Go take a shit so I don't have to pull a nick and shit in the woods every single day. (laughs) Um, So then I'll do that, and then I get another cup of coffee to drink with my cereal. And I drink my cereal. I usually put on... You drink your cereal? No, I drink the coffee with my cereal while I'm eating my cereal. Then I put on a hunting show, uh, usually um, Monster Bucks. We have it on DVD, I think season five or something. (laughs) But... uh, I watch that, kind of just get my head right. It's kind of like watching film, preparing for a football game. Yeah, same uh, thing. Yeah, getting a game plan going. And I, I just like to wake up and get energized. I pack my lunch, you know, all that. And then I get up on stand, and I got a full belly. You know, it gets light around 6.30-ish. And by 8 o'clock, I'm usually into my first snack. And... Then I save a big lunch where I usually eat my apple, granola bar, banana, sandwich, Gatorade. I eat that around noon. And then that usually gets me to the end of the day. Um, I usually have a spare Snicker bar or something, an oatmeal cream pie if I need like a 3 o'clock snack to get me through the end of the day. But I, I, I don't go in the woods not prepared to eat. I just I think it's one of them things, like obviously you're not – you're not going in the woods for a picnic, but I am a firm believer that anything you can do to help yourself stay in the woods longer mm-hmm. is key. Yeah, every and, excuse you take away to walk out yes. puts um, you in there longer. Yeah, whether it's putting foot warmers in your boots. If, if you're somebody that your reason for going back is your hands got cold or your feet got cold, take that away. Bring some you know, hot hands, something. Mm-hmm. If your excuse is, oh, I got hungry, like bring something like anything that could be like, and it's easy to think about before you get in the woods, mm-hmm. think to yourself, what are my excuses when I decide, you know, it's slow and I want to go in, what excuses do you make for yourself mm-hmm. and do what you can to knock those out. Yeah. And I, I think that that's an important thing. And if, if Tom's is hunger, bring everything you need to make sure that you will not have an excuse to come in because you're hungry. Yeah. Well, it, for me, it's cold is what gets me out of the woods. But I think a big part of staying warm is staying fed. Your body needs yeah. those calories because you, believe it or not, burn a lot of calories just trying to stay warm. Well, after warm. a long day of hunting when it's cold, you get home and you're tired. You yeah. sat in the stand all day and you are gassed. You're ready yeah. for bed. And I'll be honest, like when I was younger, I like I did a lot of hunting in like those black shacks and enclosed stands uh, when I was real little. And I would... I'll be the first one to admit I fell asleep during the day. Mm-hmm. Now hunting out of lock-ons or saddles, 90% of my hunting, I don't sleep even mm-hmm. on all day sits. Like I, I couldn't tell you the last time I slept during bow season. Yeah, like It's probably been at least 10 years. I usually sleep when it's still dark, like once I'm set up. Yeah, take you know, a little snooze. Take a little snooze and then wake up when the sun peaks out. See, I, I don't even typically do that. I'm usually so hot and sweaty by the time I get into my stand. Like yeah. I, I sweat so bad. Like, 
I usually am walking into the woods with like everything wide open Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm still sweating by the time I get set up, especially Mm -hmm. that first setup when you're trying to remember how to do it. Yeah. You're like, okay, this is, I want this one here. And it's it's just so much more work that first time. And another thing that I'm going to try this year and it's going to, it's going to suck. It's going to be a grind, but it's going to be awesome is every year I do what we call the rutcation and it's, uh, I, I take, a full week off of work. Um, so you get Saturday, Sunday, Monday through Friday, and Saturday, Sunday. So you get nine full days of hunting. And my plan is to do nine consecutive all-day sits. That's a long day. That's a long nine days. Yeah. Yeah, that'll, you'll definitely be gassed after that. But I bet you won't get through all nine days without killing something. So, Yeah. And my hope... Is that I kill something at like one o'clock or noon or something just to so solidify I, why to you solidify, did it? Yeah, like this is why you hunt all day in the rut. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've done like usually when I do those rutcations, I'll pick one or two days to make a picnic out of it and sit all day long. Yeah, and I I do see I have seen deer, you know, midday. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten trail cam photos of deer midday. So I just think. Might as well be out there with them. Yeah. Because realistically, if I'm not in the woods, I'm going to be at home sitting on the couch watching TV, mm-hmm. waiting to go out in the woods. So might as well just stay out there. Mm-hmm. Frank, do you have any more questions? I have one to lead them off. Or go ahead and lay it on them. So Tom, Tommy Nick. Cat. Nicky Knox. If a new hunter, never been hunting before, came up to you and wanted one piece of advice, he had, you know, give me one thing that you could provide him information-wise, what would it be? I would say hunt your most enjoyable hunt because if you're not enjoying it, you're going to burn yourself out. If you're a brand-new hunter and you think, oh, man, I, I got to be out there all the time. And, you know, your first hunt or your first couple hunts, it's snowing like crazy and freezing cold, windy, and you're not seeing anything. You're going to be like, this freaking sucks. I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. Wait till you get addicted to hunting before you start doing that yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when I think part of the reason why I'm so in love with hunting is when we first started – we were put up in black shacks. We had heaters. My grandpa would cook hot dogs and sausage on the grill. He'd bring freaking cake out there and he made it fun. He made it enjoyable to where we got hooked on. Yeah, let's go hunting. And then, then you started punishing yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And then once you got that bug, like once you got some bucks under your belt, you're like, I want to do this more. I want to get better at it. And then you realize down the road, like, you know, maybe this, black shack that's been here for 20 years isn't the best spot maybe i need to be out there in a mobile setup just you know 80 90 yards away from that black shack where we've been seeing all the deer move Mm -hmm. and then you go out there and you shoot a buck in a snowstorm and you get that adrenaline rush and you're like this is why we do it Mm -hmm. you endure that shitty weather and all the other stuff yeah because you know what you're working for if you've never gone out and shot a buck or a doe and got that adrenaline rush. I mean, people can tell you what it's like, but you don't know what it's like until you really experience it. Yeah. I would agree with that. 
So, I mean, I think once you get that feeling under your belt, then it's worth the cold, the snow, the wind, the rain, the 500-yard walk to your stand in the 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. Then once you know what you're chasing, it, it's worth it. But if, if you're brand new into it and you don't know what you're chasing, you can burn yourself out. So I would just make it enjoyable. Because if, if you're not having fun, you're going to burn yourself out and you're going to quit doing it. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I well, dig it. Tommy Cat, I really appreciate you joining us on this episode to uh, sit down and get us into the mind of Tommy Cat as the season approaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wish you the best of luck on this upcoming hunting season. Thank you. I hope every single goal that you've set for yourself is achieved. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we hear plenty of Deer Camp series coming from you this year. Probably hear five. All right. We'll add that to your list of goals. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of the White Cat Outdoors podcast. Uh, we're going to be out there shooting bows all the next couple weeks, getting ready for the season, and we hope you are too. And uh, you guys all know what to do. Get outside. <laughs>